Welcome to the Body Beautiful Christian Podcast. What does forgiveness really require of us? In this profound episode, we unravel the deeper meaning of forgiving those who wound us. We'll tackle the soul chains of resentment and how letting go can free us to walk in maturity. We'll dive deep into forgiveness as we explore it as an act of emotional healing that releases us from bitterness. And we'll shift our gaze to the spiritual forces at play in human conflicts and how love and mercy can overcome darkness by recognizing that in all the conflict and strife, who is really our enemy? This is a journey into the challenges of releasing offenses and embracing radical forgiveness, the kind that liberates our spirit and goes beyond surface conflicts, gaining perspective on the spiritual forces that influence human interactions. This is a clarion call to break free from soul-binding chains and walk in the fullness of forgiveness, the kind that frees you to live a life unleashed from resentment when we choose to let go. So join us as we explore what it takes to release the bitterness, choose mercy over retribution, and step into the wild joy of unbound hearts. Get ready to embrace forgiveness that sets your spirit free. So get your notepads ready because this is an episode that you don't want to miss. Well, hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Body Beautiful Broadcast, where our purpose is to beautify the body of Christ, spirit, soul, and body. It's time to get the bride prepared for the return of her soon coming king. Well, I'm Minister Allegra, and I'm always so happy and excited to be here with you. And of course, I'm excited to be here with you because of who is here with me. He is my favorite person and my best friend. He is the most important person on this earth. He is none other than Holy Spirit. Glory to God. He is the host of this show, and I am his co-host. Hallelujah. (laughs) Well, if you are joining us for the very first time, we'd like to take a moment to welcome you in the name of the Lord and to thank you for joining us and we pray that you will be blessed. If you are a return listener, welcome back, guys. We're always so thankful that you have made us part of your teaching routine. All right, everybody, grab your Bibles, grab your pen, papers, pencils, tablets, whatever it is that you use to take notes, because we are going to get into this teaching. But before we do, let us pray. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, we glorify you, God. We magnify you. Hallowed be your name. You are God. You are the only wise God. You are the one true living God. You are Yahweh. Hallelujah. 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 You are holy God. Lord, we stand before you with our ears prepared and inclined to hear intently with intention and with the intent to obey what it is that you are saying to us at this time. And so, Father, I thank you for the anointing that is on me. I thank you, Lord, that you have chosen me to speak to your or speak through to your people. And so, Lord, I will not quench you. I yield entirely to you and I only speak as you give me utterance. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing that is on this teaching, and I decree that it shall go forth unblocked, unstopped by any demonic force in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, guys, 
Ha! What manner of spirit are you? This is the topic of the segment that we are in. Um, the the series itself is called uh, Manipulation and Witchcraft. Uh, we've been talking about um, how that shows up in the body of Christ. And we're in this place of what manner of spirit are you as we are talking about standing and forgiving your brethren. Hallelujah. So our foundation text comes from Luke chapter nine, verses 51 through 56. And I'm not going to read it all for you today. Um, we're on session nine of this or session 10 of, um, this particular segment. So prayerfully you have all read it for yourselves. (laughs) So make sure you are reading that, but a brief synopsis of it is um, that Jesus was on his way um, to Jerusalem, but on his way, he sent messengers ahead of him to, um, to the land of the Samaritans, to Samaria, to say that he was coming. And so when he got there, the people didn't come out to see him. And so James and John were incensed about this. They were offended because how dare you not come out to see Jesus don't you know who he is? Right. And so in their outrage, in their offense, in their bitterness, because of the rejection, right. They said, Lord, do you want us to command the fire to come down from heaven and consume them like Elijah did? And thinking that Jesus was going to agree with them on that, Rather than agree, Jesus turned and sharply rebuked them them and said, you don't know what manner of spirit you are, right? He said the son of man didn't come to destroy men's lives, but to save them from the eternal penalty of death. And in the Passion Translation, it says that Jesus rebuked them sharply saying, do you realize what spews from your heart when you say that? And so what we've been looking at is that when we are in unforgiveness, we tend not to pray for the best interests of other people. We pray for our own interests and desires. We pray from our feelings. We pray from our emotions, right? We pray based on what somebody has done to us. All right. Cause the disciples, James and John were rebuked by Jesus because you know, what they were looking to do, bringing down the fire on these people was rooted in offense, bitterness, rejection, and pride, essentially birthed in unforgiveness. And so we've been looking very closely at Matthew chapter five, verse 44 through 48, where Jesus says that, you know, I tell you to love your enemies and to pray for those who persecute you, right? And in doing this, we show that we are the children of our father who is in heaven, okay? And so as we go down even further into that scripture and the Amplified Classic um, translation of that, he says, you therefore must be perfect, growing into complete maturity of godliness in mind and 
character, having reached the proper height of virtue and integrity as your heavenly father is perfect. And so we've been saying that God is concerned with our character, right? Because our character, depending on how strong or how weak our character is, our character is actually going to determine how well we are able to withstand the pressures, how well we are able to withstand the, the mantle, the anointing and the assignments that God has for us. Are we going to bend and compromise or are we going to only take the position of yielding and submission to the Lord? Hallelujah. And so we defined um, character as the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. So God is concerned with our minds, which is our soul. Our soul comprises of our mind, our will, our emotions, our intellect and imagination. And of course, within our mind is broken down into two more segments, the subconscious mind, as well as the conscious mind. In the conscious mind, we're able to, we pretty much know what we're doing, but the subconscious mind is the things, those hidden things, things, those things that are, that are there that we're not really aware of and that actually, um, direct and determine and impact and influence a lot of the decisions and behaviors that we act out in our lives. So God is concerned with the conditions of our souls. And so in this, we are to Ephesians 5, 1, be imitators of God as uh, dearly loved children are imitators of their father. Okay. So Ephesians one, a five, one says imitate in the NLT translation says imitate God. Therefore, in everything that you do, because you are his dear children, live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Amplified classic, therefore be imitators of God copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father and walk in love, esteeming and delighting in one another as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a slain offering, a sacrifice to God for you so that it became a sweet fragrance. So again, to imitate God is to forgive. Even those who have wronged you or despised you. There is no middle ground. You cannot halfway forgive somebody, right? A lot of times there's that phrase that says, I, I can forgive you, but I won't forget you. Well, essentially you're still holding a grudge. So guess what? You're not forgiving them. So to forgive somebody really is to let it go, let it drop. I'll take you back to um, Matthew, what is it, Mark? Uh, where is it? Holy spirit. Um, yes. Matthew chapter six, verses 14 through 15 in the amplified classic translation. And this is after, um, Jesus had, um, taught what we refer to as the Lord's prayer. For if you forgive people, their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting it go and giving up resentment, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, 
letting them go and giving up resentment, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. Let's look at Mark 11, 24 verse of uh, Mark chapter 11, verses 24 through 26. Again, in the Amplified Classic, the AMPC. For this reason, Jesus is speaking again. For this reason, I am telling you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe, trust and be confident that it is granted to you and you will get it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, let it drop, leave it, go, leave it, let it go in order that your father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings and shortcomings and let them drop. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive you your failings and shortcomings. Okay. So we must fully forgive. Let it go. Let it drop. None of this. I will forgive, but I won't forget. No, forgive, forget, leave it in God's hands. You keep it moving. Okay. Because remember what I was saying to you in a couple of other sessions before the forgiveness is not so much for the other person, right? The forgiveness is more for you because you, and I've had this happen to me where I've gone to somebody and I've, you know, asked for their forgiveness. Will you forgive me for, you know, if I have wronged you in any way, if I have wounded you in any way, you know, I apologize and asking for the, you know, for their forgiveness. Right. And they pretty much said, whatever, you know, go take a hike. (laughs) And I had the opportunity in that moment to get offended and be like, well, you know what? Forget it then, right? But no, I must let it go and let it drop. Their response is not my control. Their response is not my responsibility. Am I acting in the heart of the father? Am I acting according to the will of God and according to Jesus's commands? Yes, Okay. Well, if they don't, you know, if they still want to hold a grudge, if they want to harbor resentment, it's not for me to change their minds. Okay. All right. So to imitate God is to forgive even those who have wronged you and despised you. Because remember, either you forgive or you don't, there's no middle ground here. There are rewards for forgiveness, but then there are also consequences for unforgiveness. Okay. And so we want to make, and we're going to get into this part a little bit more this week that you want to be sure that you are not reaping what you are sowing. Right. And we also want to be sure that we are always mindful that it doesn't matter what someone else has said or what someone else has done because our fight is not with man. We only have one enemy. All right, so we're going to talk about that in the next coming sessions. This episode is sponsored by B2G. Hey, beloved, do you desire to walk in confidence, faith, and beauty and to embrace the unique light within while adorning yourself in grace? Well, the B2G store shares your mission to glorify God through spirit, soul, and body, and our designs empower you to do just that. 
Our collection of apparel, accessories, and jewelry radiates the truth that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Crafted with care and infused with inspiration, each item is a reminder that you are God's masterpiece. So join our community of fashion-forward believers who uplift and celebrate one another. Discover new arrivals and collections that turn heads and lift hearts heavenward. Experience the fusion of faith and fashion at the B2G store. Visit www.beautifultogod.com. Wear your faith in style and shine from the inside out as you boldly express that you are beautiful to God and you are his beloved. Find the direct link in the show notes and shop today. Can we forgive those who have wronged us, those who have despised us, those who have hated us, those who have wounded us? And can we pray for them as if our own life depended on them? Can we forgive them? Not halfway the whole I'll forgive, but not forget. But can you forgive and forget completely? Let it go and let it drop. Or will you hold on to that bitterness? Will you hold those grudges? And I'm talking to you in the body of Christ because the heathen does not, they follow their father who is the father of lies and that is Satan. But those of us who are in the body of Christ, we must be imitators of God, of our father. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, 1, um, chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. And so we must follow the example of Christ. And so if Jesus can stand forgiving and interceding on behalf of man on the cross and saying, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. So shall we. So must we. Yes. All right. And so when we were together last, um, you know, I was talking a lot about half forgiving. We can't do that. There are consequences for unforgiveness, but there are rewards for forgiving. And so, yeah, you may come to a certain point where, you know, because I also said that forgiveness is really not for the other person. Forgiveness is more so for you, right? It clears you. It clears your heart. It keeps you from being tethered. We're not responsible for somebody else's response. Cause I was telling you of an account, um, you know, where I went to somebody because I realized, you know what? I think I may have wounded them with what I said or what I did. And so I went to them and I said, you know, where I have, you know, um, if I have wounded you or hurt you by what I said, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, you know, I apologize. Ask for your forgiveness. And they weren't trying to hear it. <laughs> right. And the thing is, rather than me getting offended, because I now have the opportunity to make a decision because they're not accepting my apology. Am I going to now get forgive, um, get, get offended? Right. Because what that is, is pride. You know, how dare you? I, do you know what it took to come to you and to say this, even though I knew I was right, but you were right, you know, trying to justify. Right. Am I going to try to justify it? Am I going to try to force them to accept my apology or am I just going to let it go? Right. And so in that moment, I made the decision. You know what? I'm just going to let it go. 
I'll let God deal with them. I'll let God deal with their heart. But I know I am operating in the will of God. I am operating with the heart of the Father to say, you know what? I, I feel like I probably did wound you and I just want to ask you for your forgiveness. I apologize, you know, if I did. Okay, so here's the thing that we need to understand that we only have one enemy, right? Because there's also that thing, but Minister Allegra, you're talking about this forgiveness, but you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they said to me. But the thing is, that's not really our concern when we're talking about forgiveness and letting it go and letting it drop. Galatians chapter five or 16 says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. If we are walking by the spirit of God, right? We're walking in the fruit of the spirit, Galatians chapter five, verse 22. And the first fruit of the spirit is love. Okay. So we need to walk in love. Remembering that again, our fight is not with man. We only have one enemy. Let's look at Ephesians chapter six, verse 12. Okay, and we're going to look at that in several translations. First, looking in the King James Version, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amplify Classic Translation. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. All right. We're not dealing, contending with physical opponents. It's all spiritual. We only have one enemy. The God's word translation of Ephesians chapter six, verse 12. This is not a wrestling match against a human opponent. We are wrestling with rulers, authorities, the powers who govern this world of darkness and spiritual forces that control evil in the heavenly world. The CEV translation of Ephesians 6.12. We are not fighting against humans. We are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. The NCV translation. Our fight is not against people on the earth but against rulers and authorities and the powers of this world's darkness against the spiritual powers of evil in the heavenly world. The passion translation, your hand to hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion 
under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Are you hearing what the scripture is saying loud and clear? We walk in love with our brethren because they are flesh and blood. Because our war is not with them. Our wrestle is not with them. We have but one enemy. Okay? So walk in love with your brethren. Okay, now it's time for our Selah moment. This is where we pause for a moment to reflect on the wisdom that we just unpacked. In the first segment, we delve deeply into the transformative power of forgiveness and what it means to embrace a forgiving spirit. We confronted the very human tendency towards resentment when we're rejected or offended while again looking at the disciples' reaction when a village rejected Jesus. Yet we're reminded that harboring unforgiveness has grave spiritual consequences, binding us in bitterness and even hindering our connection with God. The key truth illuminated here that brings such freedom is that forgiveness is as much a gift that we give to ourselves as it is something we extend to others. It's a letting go, a release from the shackles of offense, and it opens the floodgates to God's divine love and grace. In this segment, we also unpack the qualities that make for a resilient character by challenging ourselves to fully imitate God's merciful heart. For when we forgive others completely, we actually walk in the very footsteps of Jesus Christ and stand uncompromisingly as beacons of truth. So here are some thoughts to consider. Ask yourself these questions. One, is there any person or situation that I need to forgive? And what reservations am I holding on to that might be hindering complete forgiveness? Two, how might embracing forgiveness transform my spiritual life in connection with God? Three, what shifts need to happen in my perspective to see forgiveness as a gift that I give to myself? And four, how can I pray through any bitterness and ask God to realign my heart with his forgiving love? This segment was a journey inward to root out all hidden bitterness and make room for our spirits to be ignited anew by the unconditional love of the Father. It's a call to radical forgiveness that frees us to pray from a place of humility rather than resentment. May we search deeply within to uproot any seeds of offense, bitterness, resentment, or pride, and may we walk in the unconditional love and grace of our Father who calls us to forgive as we have been forgiving. Releasing others is a gift that opens the floodgates of heaven. Glory to God. Now, in the next segment, in segment two, we explored even further the incredible liberation that comes when we choose to forgive. More than just an outward, uh, an outward action, Forgiveness is an act of inner healing. It's a letting go of bitterness that lifts our spirits and unchains our hearts. We reflected on pivotal moments when we're tempted to cling to wounds from those who have hurt us. We've all been there. We're standing at the crossroads of hurt and healing where our pride urges us to cling to our wounds. But there's a whisper of wisdom that invites us to take the higher road. I shared with you a personal story in a moment of vulnerability where I actually reached out to mend a rift only to be met with cold indifference. 
And it's in these moments where we're faced with a choice to either stew in the sting of rejection or to rise above it. And it's here that we learn the true power of letting go, not for them, but for us. And as we peel back the layers of our conflicts, we uncover a startling truth. Our real adversary really isn't the person who wronged us. There are deeper spiritual realities at play here, and we see that our true battle rages beyond the flesh against powers and principalities that would keep us bound. And our weapons in this fight, well, they're not tools of vengeance or vitriol. They're love and forgiveness. And as we look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, we're reminded that we do not war against individuals, but we war against the forces of darkness that they unwittingly serve. So this shifts our perspective to see that people are not the enemy. It's the spiritual wickedness that influences them. And we counter it by living in the spirit and by the spirit of God and by modeling the love, joy, peace, and forgiveness that aligns us with the heart of God. So here are some things to consider. Ask yourself these questions. One, is there any offense that I'm still holding on to that may be chaining my heart? And what might it look like to wholly let go? Two, How could walking in radical forgiveness align me more closely with God's heart and purposes? And three, what shifts in perspective do I need to see people more as victims of spiritual powers than as my enemies? This was a clarion call to walk in the freedom of forgiveness and to release others and unchain our own hearts in the process. By letting go of conflicts, we step into the power of the spirit and are filled with divine love. It's my prayer that this discussion stirs us to rediscover the spirit of forgiveness, not as an act of excusing wrongs, but of releasing them fully into God's hands. And as we let go of offenses and conflicts that have weighed us down, we then step into the freedom, the joy, and the inner peace that comes with trusting the ultimate judge, justice and redemption of Christ. And by God's grace, may we walk in the light of true forgiveness. All right, in the next segment, we'll look at how to unshackle your heart and live in the freedom of forgiveness. Imagine this, standing at the edge of a cliff, the weight of a heavy stone in your hands. This stone is every grudge, every slice of bitterness, every shard of pride you've ever held on to. And now picture yourself letting it go, watching it plummet into the depths below and feeling an incredible lightness envelop you. This is the essence of forgiveness. So in this intimate conversation, we'll dive into the transformative act of seeking forgiveness. It's not just about the words, I'm sorry. It's more the genuine desire to mend what has been broken regardless of the response. We'll explore the courage that it takes to approach someone you've wronged, to extend an olive branch, even if it might be ignored or cast aside. Because in the end, forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. So as you listen, I invite you to reflect on the stones that you're holding on to. Are you ready to drop them into the abyss and embrace the freedom that's waiting on the other side for you? 
Join us on this journey of unshackling your heart and discovering the peace that comes with the freedom of forgiveness. Are you ready? Let's resume. So we need to work on that forgiveness. None of this half forgiving stuff. There are rewards for forgiveness. There are consequences for unforgiveness. And so the last time, you know, I was saying about, okay, well, you might be saying, well, Minister Allegra, you don't know what they did to me. You don't know what they said to me. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let it go. Let it drop. You deal with the Lord. You let the Lord deal with your heart and let the Lord deal with their heart. Okay, but you do what you need to do according to God's heart, according to God's plan, according to God's will. You know, I, you know, I've been sharing with you. I've had situations. It even happened with my own sister. Okay, as we talk about not wrestling against flesh and blood, my own sister, where there was, she was upset with me and didn't talk to me for like two years over something she did. I was not the culprit at all. I just kind of got caught in the crosshairs, but she decided she wanted to take it out on me. And so my father said to me, my, my fleshly father, not my heavenly father, but I know God was speaking through him. My said, my father said to me, he goes, I want you to apologize to her. Do you know how upset at him? I was, I'm looking at him. I'm like, daddy, you saw the email, you know, that I didn't do anything. He goes, I know, but somebody has to take the high road. And so I kind of, I'll, I'll, you know, be fully transparent with you. I kind of stewed on that for a little bit. You know, why do I always have to take the high road? But nevertheless, when my sister entered into the room, I went over to her and I gave her a hug and I told her, you know, I love you. I miss you. And you know what? I, if I did anything or said anything to you, I asked for your forgiveness. I'm sorry. And she like gave me this half hug and glared at me and then walked out the room. And so afterwards, my father said to me, he said, I saw what you did with your sister. Thank you. And I looked at him. I said, well, I don't know what good it did. I mean, you saw the reaction. He said, doesn't matter. You did what what was required. So thank you. And I said, okay, fine. I didn't stand there with her and argue with her and say, well, you know what? You are the one who did this. And you, 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 you. I didn't try to justify myself. I did what my father asked me to do because it was his heart. And that's the thing that made him happy, right? It wasn't, it wasn't for another year and a half until my sister and I really did reconcile because it took that long for her heart to be softened. Okay. And so this is the thing, you know, when I say to you, when God tells you, you know what, if you have anything with somebody, just, just stand forgiving. You either go to them and let them know, okay, if I have done anything or said anything to you that has wounded you or hurt you, I apologize to you, right? And ask for your forgiveness, whether they want to give you their forgiveness or not, doesn't matter, right? But do not come back into agreement with offense. Do not come into agreement with rejection. Do not come into agreement with pride. Do not come into agreement with bitterness. You gone to them, acknowledge that you were wrong, right? 
let it drop. Whatever they do, let let God handle it. You may <clears throat> you may never see the outcome on their side. You might see it, but you may never see it. So don't stand there and wait like, well, they haven't come back to me yet. They haven't responded to me yet. Because when you have a position like that, guess what? You are standing in pride. You are standing in bitterness. Right? Okay? And a lot of those things, like bitterness, shows up in your body. A lot of times it shows up as arthritis. A lot of times, bitterness shows up in your body as arthritis. That's a topic for a whole nother session. (laughs) As we talk about how these, you know, these things impact our bodies and how they manifest physically. But we've got to let them drop because you yourself, as that scripture says, you yourself have shortcomings. So if you want the father to forgive you of your shortcomings and your failings, then you must forgive somebody of theirs. Let it go. Let it drop. But Minister Allegra, you don't know what they did or said to me. Let it go. Let it drop. Ephesians 6, 12. In the last session, we looked at that in the King James Amplified, God's Word, CEV, NCV, and Passion Translations, where it says that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Right. We're not fighting against humans. Our fight is not against people on earth. This is not a wrestling match against a human opponent. Our hand to hand combat is not with human beings. It's with it's spiritual. It's with demonic spirits. Our fight is not with man. We only have one enemy. And the more we realize that, the more we recognize that, we always remember that you only have one enemy who works through people. So we must forgive the person, forgive the flesh and blood. But again, by all means, go after the wicked spirits. Go after the wicked spirits. But you walk in love with that person. Hebrews 12, 14 says that we are to strive for peace with everyone. So we're going to end right here and pick up at the next broadcast. Until I see you again, remember you're beautiful to God and you're his beloved. Be blessed. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Body Beautiful podcast. But before you go, there are three quick things that I want you to do. First, Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast for new episodes every week and connect with us here and on our social media platforms to keep the conversation going and share with us your journey and testimonies. It'll be so awesome to see you there. The quick links are right here in the show notes. Second, don't be a stranger. Head on over to our website at www.thebodybeautiful.org and join our community of kingdom bodybuilders by signing up to be a part of our exclusive mailing list. You'll be the first to know about upcoming workshops, events, exclusive merch, and all the latest buzz related to the Body Beautiful mission. And finally, while you're at our website, don't forget to pick up a copy of my latest book, Beautiful and Beloved 31 Day Day Devotional. It's the perfect way to help you embrace your beauty, value, and worth to God and know that you are truly His beloved. 
And that's at www.thebodybeautiful.org. Well, that's it for now. So until next time, guys, always remember that you are beautiful to God and you are his beloved. Be blessed. Thank you.